I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What were we talking about? Shit, shit. Marvin, uh, Home Alone 2. Hell we. <laughs> that was a fucking out of there. Boop. Pull that from the mind boots. <laughs> fucking Marvin from Home Alone. Welcome to my fucking mind palace. <laughs> I'm taking a stroll through here. I'm leaving scuff marks on my way. We're in the cardboard hellhole. <laughs> He's got me locked in a closet. Well, not even locked. So, the idea initially was, like, because we just bought this house, right? So, like, me and Michelle were each going to have our own room. She has her room for, like, her crafts and all that. And my room's going to be for, like, filming the Motley Nerd stuff and any videos or skits or shit I do. And then, obviously, this podcast. Um, and I thought, I was like, oh, shit, this closet would be perfect. Just put some soundproofing stuff in here and be great. Um... But then me and Joseph sat in here on the last episode, and we were basically, we were butt-fucking each other. Um, because is that the worst? Yeah. Is that the worst scenario? <laughs> like, I've been butt-fucked by worse. Uh, <laughs> but, like... That'll be edited out later. Uh, it, it won't be. It won't. <laughs> it's, they, they heard it. <laughs> they, it's it's, it's in the, there. It's on the internet forever. But it's, uh... This is so like, but we were like on top of each other. Like I was like, oh shit, I don't think it's good because there's not even a table in here right now. It's just me and Joseph sitting here with right now this cardboard table I fashioned on a cardboard floor with little cardboard pieces up against the wall to pretend like it's gonna help with the sound and the uh, the reverb, which I think it might. I think they need a picture of this for the podcast. I think I think I will actually. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna do. Uh, a Snapchat real quick of <laughs> this nonsense that we've got going on here. This is going to be the worst opening to the podcast ever. Just listen to us while we do. Yeah, listen to us while we other do. Other media. Yeah, this is, you guys aren't important right now. Snapchat's <laughs> important. This is, uh, this is when all the cool kids do. I'm going to see if I know how to do the, do the Snapchat I, without doing lip syncing because that's all I do ever the, do in here. Do with the Snapchat. I'm going to, I'm doing uh, the Snapchat uh, right now, uh, and there's the Joseph of a. Uh, this is our fucking cardboard hellhole because we haven't finished my room yet. So this is what we have to do. Yeah, here's good this stuff. Is right there, some good stuff. That's beautiful, right there. I could always flip the camera around, but you know what? No, I'm not. <laughs> so this is what you got. Say hello, Joseph. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys follow us on uh, follow me on Snapchat, which you don't even know the fucking thing yet. You'll know it later. Um, Listen until the end of this. Yeah, the end of this. The... Or if you haven't already stopped listening <laughs> at the moment when I told you guys you were important. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I'm out of here. This guy's an asshole. When did this happen? All right. Hashtag three WTA. Can't hashtag on Snapchat, but I'm doing it. I know it hurts, right? Like it doesn't sound right. It's not right, man. but it is right. It's, it's technically right. Not if you do it my way. Well, 
you can't hashtag your way though. Like the okay. design will work, but it's it's not gonna. But they just need to know the logo first. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Well, we'll get the logo. <laughs> then it's gonna be it's gonna be hashtag three WTA. Wait, no, W three TA. It's already W. It's all wrong. Fucking what's this show called? <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh my god. This show is already off the rails. <laughs> Alright, so Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, that's, that's that was the idea to start off with. Not this rambling shit where I go on Snapchat for a minute. <laughs> High in the hill, hills where the kings would have been. Sing song. I wasn't. It's sad though. That song was sad. That's good stuff. It was right, it's, so it's emotional. Podrick. Podrick. Oh Podrick. I do love is this recording? Is there one told segment. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I might whisper lightly. I, I, I might cut that bit out. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I might cut this out, but I'm also kind of lazy. So, so Patrick sings a song, and if you guys don't know, it's uh, referencing a character named Jenny of Oldstones, which was a character from uh, let's see, Daenerys' dad's dad. No, Daenerys' uncle, technically, married. Uh, he, 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 he gave up. He gave up his inheritance to the throne to marry a woman named Jenny of Oldstones from the north. His name was Duncan Targaryen, named after Duncan the Tall, which is presumed to be Brienne of Tarth's ancestor. Ooh. And it was Aegon Targaryen's son. Aegon being the Egg that was Maester Amon's younger brother from the Wall. Maester Amon from the Wall, right. his brother. So he named his first son after uh, Sir Duncan the Tall. Uh, named him Duncan Targaryen, and but he gave up his his inheritance for love to marry Jenny Boldstones, who was a Northern girl, and then her. Um, she was close to the ghost of High Heart, which was the lady who prophesied the prince who was promised. Okay. So the song referencing the prince, the ghost of High Heart, and Jenny, and uh, the prince and the person who, who theorized the whole prince that was promised set up, which could be Danny or John, most likely. Which they found out that they're kin I'm gonna, in this episode. Uh, let's see. Okay. I'm gonna. Buck the system. I don't think it's John or Daenerys. It very well could not be. It could be Jamie. Jamie. I think that's Jamie, a valid theory. I think Jamie's destiny is to die. Yeah. And I think the initial. I think um, the initial uh, thought is that the that Azor High, or the prince that was promised. I guess they use them interchangeably, but they're different. Along with the right? la- along with the last hero in the yeah. book, which I'm going. Solely based on the show because okay. that's all yeah. that really matters, yeah. Yeah. honestly. Uh, Which I mean, in in the context of the show, that's the only thing that matters. They've, they've claimed that this ending should be close to, to what, what he he was entitled. Just he said basically the journey of how they get there and all the side. It might be going to be yeah. it's going to be different. But. but um, so the initial thought is that the White Walkers are what Azor High or Prince that was promised. That's what he's going to do. That's what he's going to save the day. Defeat. Yeah, defeat. That's the that's the big battle that's with the theory. Generally, I think it's Cersei or Daenerys. 
Because Daenerys has a bit of a mad yeah. madness to her. She has, it's been slowly hinted at, which I thought yeah. has been done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it hit a pretty good crescendo in this episode. By the way, this could be spoilers, because if you haven't watched it, you're not going to. Um, you know, I'm sorry, all four of you haven't watched it. <laughs> Let's listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, we only have like 40 listeners. Uh, for now. <laughs> More than I thought we had, so I'm good. I'm good I know, I really thought it was less than that, <laughs> but it's not. Anyways, um, so like, when John's upset and kind of keeps his distance from her, because he obviously knows, knows from the first episode that he's Aegon Targaryen, sixth of his name, um, all that jazz. All that jazz. Um, so he's keeping his distance because he's like, well, I can't fuck my aunt anymore. <laughs> yeah. And well, he's an honorable man. So he tells her, right. And you know, her thought process is like, oh man, the man that I love is actually my nephew. I can't, I can't diddle with him anymore. Oh, I mean, so she was initially going to marry your brother and take the throne. So I mean, exactly. she's not so really she, maybe put, she's not that off put by it, but still that's his thought process. Yeah. That's the man he is. Her first thought is. Oh shit! You're a challenger to my my right to the throne. I think that was initially partially his issue too, was because first thing he said, he's like, "Well, Daenerys is is heir to the throne." Yeah, he he essentially kicked himself out. It was like, "No, I don't want this. She's the rightful ruler, and I'm cool with that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, he, I got he, other things to worry he's about. He's not interested in titles. Yeah, everybody else seems to be. He's the only one that's not. Jamie doesn't really seem to be. Nah. Um, Sansa seems to be. Arya wants to just fight, yeah, and fuck apparently. Well, hey, you gotta get it out of your system. It's I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. That was really uncomfortable. Why? I'm curious. Okay, so my whole thing is like, I mean, not like it was like icky, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, he had sex. It's because we've watched this girl grow from the age of twelve to the actress Maisie Williams is twenty two now. I think the character is what's she's supposed to be 16, 18, 17. No, she's supposed to be around 18. 18. 17, 18. Oh, because they aged them up, right? Yeah. They, they, they were in the book, she was nine initially. In the show, she was about twelve. Twelve, yeah. So twelve. But we see them we've mm-hmm. seen her grow up. That's yeah. the only reason it's it feels because we've gotten so close so to these characters, young, you know. It's like uh it's not not that she's too young. Yeah. It's not that. It's just that you had a more it's uh, like your older brother mentality. Exactly, it's sort of like, oh no, my sister just had sex. That's fucked up. <laughs> uh, but I did like the bit too. And somebody pointed out on Facebook, it was like, um, and they were like, it's just the scene from the first episode yeah, where it was like, uh, Robert Rather was like, you have a daughter, I have a son, we'll join our families. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. it happened finally. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of theories that Arya and Gendry take the throne, and they they use somewhat a reference in um, the Fire and Blood, the newer book by uh, George R. R. Martin about the prequel stories, um, as part of that. But as he's Gendry's technically the next heir for in line before Baratheon. House of Baratheon, which Lannisters kind of took over after all after the Baratheon, Baratheon children. The quote-unquote Baratheon yeah, children. Yeah, the Baratheon children were gone. Um, the podcast, I can't see that. Yeah. I'm air-quoting. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> he kept doing it. I was like, it's for you. It's just for you. Fuck <laughs> um, the audience. I told them they weren't important. <laughs> you know where you stand. They, uh, this is going to be my new character on this show. <laughs> just fuck the audience. Just, Fuck them. All right, we're going to have to go a different route here. Now, 
But the, uh, the, anyways, it, it has a line, basically a guy ends up being a dragon seed or a person that was hinted to have been of Targaryen lineage, a bastard somewhere down the line, and he ends up riding a dragon. But he's a blacksmith who has a hammer, uh, weapon, and he referenced a prophecy which he can't read. So they know it's written somewhere or someone has told, you know, someone has told him and it's a thing that, but the, the story essentially goes that like when, uh, the, uh, the hammer falls upon the dragon, a new king shall rise and none will oppose them is the line, something along those lines. And people were thinking, well, who's a character who has a right to the throne, who wields a hammer in this time period that might be involved in dragons. Also, mean he injures a dragon, it could mean that he being there brings forth a new king. It also could be referencing just simply Robert Baratheon. Yeah, uh, and the situation with Robert and Rhaegar. Yeah. Because so, he also will wielded a, a hammer. Again, he's not the one who brought him down. Yeah. Jamie did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. But I well, just don't like And he's Gendry. obviously been opposed in some ways. I don't think Gendry would be... Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't see him taking the throne. Well, I see Arya taking the throne more than him. Yeah, well, the, what they were saying more so was, like, if John or Daenerys, since she's technically considered a queen in her... That she could legitimize him and then give him the throne or let him... Daenerys? Of, of some... In some circumstances. Some people have argued that she's actually going to bail on the throne and uh, join John, and they're going to become the uh, kings of the North, the king and queen of the North, and take... That and they'll leave it as a separate kingdom. What happens to Sansa? She dies. Uh, they have argued back and forth. Some people have said it's broken into all seven kingdoms. There's a lot of theories out there, but yeah, one of them is that Gendry and Arya uh, end up taking the throne. Um, I personally think that um, Jon's going to die, Daenerys is going to be pregnant, and then she ends up uh, staying regent and then letting. John's child take over the throne and that's like a you know like six years later kind of thing at the end of this um because I in in the book set up at least and partly in the show it's heavily foreshadowed her getting pregnant again yeah I th- so think I th- that almost I think goes has, without saying yeah there has to be something child related where she gives birth or at least lives long enough to give birth in my my I- Personal opinion. See, okay, so this is where I get torn, right? Mm-hmm. Because the guy who sat here and watched TV for all of his life and done nothing else with it, um, he he wants to say they won't kill John because they killed him already. Yeah, that and that's TV for me. Yeah, but I don't leave it out of their own possibility in this show because. Of the show, it is. Well, I think it was implied when he initially confronted Melisandre about bringing him back. And he told her, if I ever die again, leave me dead. And I think... I guess it could be And then she tells Arya, she's like, I'll see you again before... uh, And she said she has to come back to that land because she's got to die in that land. And she tells Arya, you know, I see blue eyes and brown eyes and green eyes and I'll see you... uh, We'll see each other again. So I think she's going to be at Winterfell at some point, and, and Arya's going to kill her, uh, possibly, and then or that she'll see John dead and then not uh, resurrect him, um, or be with them when they march uh, on Cersei, and then 
her decide to leave him dead. Um, yeah, I think she's gonna be involved somehow there. But. Yeah, Mills on her death. I think. What about the red, uh, the red hand? Is that right? Uh, I'm not sure which. No, it's who she go. Where did she go back to? The uh, well, the initial um, the place she was from, I believe, is a shy. Um, but there's some sort of an army that I've heard, read a theory that she's going to get well, and bring back with her. I don't know of any army. She's she's part of a priesthood, but there's not really soldiers. Something about red something army. Uh, I, I had to look it up later. I can't remember uh, exactly what it is. But I but again, I don't want to see that because they did exactly the same thing. What people are theorizing mm-hmm. happens. They did the exact same thing in the Battle of Bastards where the last second... The veil came in and mm-hmm. saved the day. That's what people are saying is going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think they're going to do that. Again. I don't I don't see that happen. I I can see them definitely like taking out the Night King in some way, or at least incapacitating him for a time. A time where it he doesn't necessarily be killed, but the army is stopped. What? Okay. So, okay. So let's get to that real quick. Where? Um, so this next episode that's coming up. Uh, Episode three. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to see the Battle of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be as easy as they kill him there, right? No, I. I or what if it is? Well, I, I think because the way they shot it, at least film wise, they did episode three and they did a battle at Winterfell, and then they shot and they said it'd probably be episode five. There'd be a battle at the Red Keep. Yeah. Um, and King's Landing. So if you hypothesize, oh, there's a battle at Winterfell, Winterfell, they take care of the uh, Night's King, then they head uh, south, fight King's Landing, they kill Cersei, and they take it over. And then, you know, recap. (laughs) Essentially. If you would do a basic story structure. I don't see it being that easy. Plus, they also built a separate uh, set for part of it in order to burn Winterfell, and then they released photos of it, and a lot of people think that was that they actually have to come back to Winterfell and then burn it down for some reason. Like, burn down all of Winterfell. Is, is, so do you think Winterfell... A lot of people said that Winterfell's the key to the Night King for I, some reason. Well, there's a lot of argument about the whole um, there must always be a Stark Winterfell line. And that um, when Theon initially ousted Bran and Rickon, that he broke a pact with the Night King, and that's when they started moving south in earnest. And... The Night King obviously somewhat foresees the future because he's waiting up on a cliff and letting those soldiers, you know, John and everyone stand there while the dragon, waiting for the dragons to show up so yeah. he can kill one and take it so he could break through the wall. So just, you know, he obviously has some, uh, something to do with, with yeah, Winterfell. something. Yeah. And then, um, there was an initial thing because there's a character in the books called the Night's King, which was a, a different not, character. Which, yeah. Which most likely was, they said this might be an amalgamation of both of them. Um, but there was a character who married essentially a White Walker woman, and then they gained, uh, they became a king of the, the watch, the night of uh, the wall. And uh, he started having these, this like undead army type thing. And then the Winterfell, the Starks came up north, killed him. And they think he's in the uh, crumbled part of the crypts. I'm air quoting again. Because. <laughs> Apparently, I do that more than I thought. Uh, in the crumbled part of the cre- crypts, and that's because they don't want anyone to know who he was. And that whole was kind of a blemish on the Stark family name. Um, so some people are thinking like it might involve that, and then that the P 
people because all right. So the so may, the pack be now. Um, essentially, because this is the children of the forest, and the Starks are from the first men, mm-hmm. and so they were saying that essentially, you know, if they keep um, a Stark at the head of, uh, house, head of the uh, Winterfell, then they'll keep their truce by staying beyond the wall. Um, for so maybe because the White Walker was a, a Stark, so he would also Bran beyond the wall, right? Yeah. So that also would, even if it wasn't the fact that Theon ousted him. He went beyond the wall, which would break the pact as well, correct? Yeah, but he only... Well, Rick and all of them were gone, so it was Ned and, and Rob and everybody, so there was no Starks in Winterfell yeah. at all. Which is So you're saying not necessarily that they had to stay behind the wall. <laughs> Some cardboard fell on his head. I was just slowly descend upon you like a spider. Oh, speaking of scary. a spider situation this morning, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in here. I was walking into my house, and you know how the spiders will float on a little strand of webbing. I had one hit right on my glasses and start crawling into my glasses while I was holding groceries in both hands, and I was like, ah! Just, no! I, I was like, should I set these down? I need to set these down. He's coming at my eyeball. And the, it was it was a it was a predicament for a moment, and that sounds like a nightmare. and my family just laughed at me because they're like they're you know, they're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, what were we talking about? Ah, that's the thing. <laughs> he said the thing. Um. So. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Yeah, this is gonna be easy. God damn it. Um, we're talking about the Starks at Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not necessarily that the Starks have to be behind the wall. Yeah, it's that they have to be, be at in, Winterfell, at, at the building of Winterfell. So when, there has to be someone there. So let's get uh, get there. Is the, the plan right now? Yeah, this is what I was going to get into. Is that Bran is going to stay in the um, the Weirwood, the Weirwood, with Theon mm-hmm. guarding and, him, and the other men from like uh, look like kind of surrounding them to make sure that they can get to the Night King um, when he gets there. That being said, Theon dies, right? I would assume. Um, uh, it seems like his story has come full circle. Yeah, I mean, because I don't see him coming back. He can't father children. I don't see him coming back to be King of Pike, which would be the only real arc unless he takes a place in, like, John's Kingsguard or Daenerys' Kingsguard, you know, Queensguard or something like that, Yeah, I'm, I would say he's dead. Um, because this whole thing is an act of, uh, you know, self-sacrifice to, to redeem himself for ousting Bran in the first place mm-hmm. and betraying the Starks. Dying to save Bran yeah. would be a perfect ending to his story. Yeah. Even, uh, and... Uh, kind of, even though this is slightly uh, Jamie too uh, uh, dying to pr- dying to protect Bran might also work and that some, would also some argue that he's going to do that and then Arya is going to take his face to kill Cersei oh yeah oh I liked, what, I liked watching your face light up on that one stop it I can only get so right <laughs> there's uh, also because Littlefinger hasn't been mentioned to anyone really, yeah. they're saying Arya could take Littlefinger's face also. And but I think everybody knows he's dead now. Well, everyone in Winterfell does, and they're all. I guess I, mean, I guess I've never said 
They they're all smart. and they are kind of stuck in their own yeah they all right start now. Bannerman except for the Aaron's and yeah I mean I don't really see them they've already celebrated his dub yeah they're not really communicating with with uh, uh, Cersei or for sure so I mean she might get away I mean Jamie would obviously be, that way we still see Jamie kill Cersei but then it's Arya. That would make and that would make sense. Yeah, off her list. That is also like a really satisfying thing. We see Jamie kill Cersei, which everyone wants yeah. to see, but everyone also wants to see Arya kill Cersei. Check her off their list. And um, it also redeems Jamie for initially pushing Bran out the window. Yeah. And it also would be a, a nice thing for uh her him especially uh saving himself or saving Brienne also because Brienne vouches for him and says she'd risk or she'd uh, would trust him with her life. Okay, but there's a problem though. I see in this. Brand dying. <laughs> no. no, I think Brand dies too, right? Brand. Or does he go back to? Or does he go back to uh, to have fucking sticks poked in him? What's that place called? I can't remember. The fucking tree he lived in for a little bit with the mm. original three eyed raven. I, I don't know. The Did it have a specific name? name? No. But does he go back there, you think? Does I, he live? I don't think so. And th- he might. Um, so there's another theory, too, that's been going around here recently, talking about that each of the where, uh, direwolves' names are uh, hints to the characters' futures. So in the first... Uh, Ghost. Yeah. Well, Which works, is he is technically never Well, he alive. died, and then he came yeah. back to life. Um, Arya's is Nymeria, who was a Dornish uh, warrior, woman who sailed, like had a thousand ships and sailed east. Which is something she talked about wanting to go see what was east of Essos. And then um, Sansa named hers Lady, and she's now Lady of Winterfell. Yeah. Um, and then they, they referenced maybe that. His work on called Zigzag? His. his <laughs> no, <laughs> that's why you feel. It was called Shaggy Dog. Oh, because um, he did become a wildling, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, the dog was always very uh, aggressive. Um, and then. Uh, Rob's was called Grey Wind, and the phrase flag is gray, and yeah. they were a wind that blew through him, so to say, killed him. It's half face. And then, uh, yeah, and then Brands is named Summer. So they were saying that maybe he lives to Summer, or he helps bring about the Summer. That would make sense. So I mean, um, if that if that theory does hold, we can't have okay. So like this show is all about like it's almost like who's gonna die next. Yeah, but like. We can't kill off everybody. People have to live, yeah. right? So, so I, speaking of living, but we got to talk about who's going to die. I think in this episode, the Battle of Winterfell, who dies? I think Theon dies for mm-hmm. sure. Maybe Jamie, but okay. The problem that I found with the Jamie thing, yep. okay. The only way it would work is if we don't see him die on screen. Yeah. Because then, as soon as we see him pop up with Cersei, we know it's coming. And it kind of yeah. kills the momentum. It, it could. could Because then we know it's coming. It's like, ah, it's cool, but fuck. Well, and the thing is, though, he could die off screen and then Arya takes him in and she walks in and we not know where Arya is off the top. Because we see her run away in the crypts initially. But we so can't. maybe she separates. That's the thing, too. It's, it's very unlikely that this is the thing, Just because... But Jamie is such a character and he's had such a great mm-hmm. story. He can't die off screen. He Not has really. to die in all his glory. Yeah. That's why I think he dies at least trying That's to kill the Night King, maybe like, saving Brand. I never thought about Brand though. Honestly. Well, I was thinking Brienne. Brienne. Who's saving Brienne? Yeah, because 
she says, I trust him with my life. And then you see him knight her, and then I can see him dying to save that's, her. That's the other thing I want to talk about. I thought it was really cool, because I think this I think this is the first time we've ever heard somebody be knighted. Correct? Within the series? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think within the show. So this is the first time we've heard what Jamie heard, the vow he took. Yeah. Which I think shows what he's trying to strive to do now. And is always really trying to I mean, do. yeah, his initial reason for killing the, he was he was protecting the entire King's Landing because he was going to blow that's, it up. That's why I think the whole the idea that uh, Jamie kills the Night King would be fantastic. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm it, there with you. I'd love to see that. But I don't also, think it will because I think the glory shot is John killing. Yeah, the Night um, King. And I've heard an argument about uh, them having a dragon battle and then they fall through into Winterfell and then it continues to a sword fight and then he kills the Night King is a part of a uh, I've, I've read like several supposed leaked scripts and that was one of them that I thought was kind of so weird. is there something to I, I had heard something about a golden hand okay and the, yeah, the and Azor, Azor High Azor High um, one of the uh, translations supposedly of Azor High means golden hand um so, which is obviously, hey, Jamie's got a golden hand. Um, and then the thing that I was curious about, because in the books, there's a character named Victor- Victorion who gets a red priest, uh, blesses his arm. He has a grayscale and fixes it, but he has a red smoking, burning hand. It's essentially kind of on flame. On flambe. On flambe. Um, and I was wondering if Melisandre does something to that effect, because Cersei's prophecy... Is that yeah. that the Valancor uh, will choke the life from her, and then Tyrion says, "I hope everything burns and turns to ash in your mouth." So I was wondering if we're going to get her either on fire or Jamie choking her, and his arms are on fire, or they both light on fire while he chokes her to death. <laughs> There's a lot of prophecies. Here's to, the thing: like I don't, about I this. don't want Jamie to die. Yeah, I know, but it's probably gonna happen. This okay? So okay, recently, okay, my mother and I were watching it whenever I was going through that weird period. Um, I convinced her. I was like, just watch, and that's what I told literally everybody. I'm like, watch the first season, mm-hmm. as if you have any interest at all in watching the show. Watch just the first season and all the way through, and pay attention to it. If by the end of the first season you're like, huh, what happens next? Then don't watch the rest of it because you're not gonna like it. It doesn't. I mean, it, yeah, I think it gets better from there, but it stays along the same path, so you're not gonna really dig it at that point. Um, but that's what I told my mother. She just watched the first season. We were like four episodes in. She went and bought the first two, three seasons, and we sat there and watched. It went through the entire show, and she's like, "I hate, I fucking hate Jamie. I hate him." <laughs> and um, and I was like, "That won't last." <laughs> and she's like, ah, just there's he's such a he's a dick. I can't. He really was fucking just just lost. Oh, I hated him. I couldn't. I can't describe it well enough how much she hated him. And uh, I was like, trust me. I said there's gonna be a moment. I think it's in season two, maybe or three. You know, I'm gonna say three more so because I believe it's right after the red wedding when he gets his. Right before the Red Wedding, he gets his hand chopped off, and he has that moment with Brienne. That's what I'm talking about. It's just three. I believe uh, so. I th- yeah, I believe, yeah. Um, so I said, I said, the Brown season three, there's going to be a moment. I said, and it'll start the turn, if not completely do it. 
and you'll start to see him as something different from that point forward. And that moment happened. She's like, oh, like, and she felt bad for us. Like, and I watched that, watching the show again. One, it's so cool just to see because, like, I knew where it was going, mm-hmm. but also, like, I got more emotional watching it this time. Like, that scene, I, yeah. I almost cried because I'm like, one, it's such a great performance, but also, it's like, he was trying to help his people and they hate him for it. Mm-hmm. They think he is such a coward. And he was so I, honorable. I hear they call you King Killer. I'm sure somebody does. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> but, like, the fact that, like, he yeah. could have taken the throne himself, mm-hmm. but he knew he didn't deserve it. He didn't really want it. So he didn't take He sat there and waited for Robert to come in. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, too, Ned, Ned came, came in first. And then he gets pissed off at him for sitting on the throne. Yeah. Um, but it's also like. Uh, but watching stuff like that, but and then she also uh, she hated Littlefinger throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing, and uh, I was like, I kind of dig him. Like he says what he means, yeah. and he he basically comes out right. He's like, I'm going to lie to you and do what I have to do, yeah. and people still fucking trust him. I know. I like I like Littlefinger also, and it wasn't until the very end until I started to really hate him. Well. Season seven uh, bugged me a lot with him. Like that was one of my biggest complaints about it. Was because in the books, he doesn't make those kinds of mistakes. Right? He's not gonna send Sansa to go marry the Boltons and then be like, "You still, you'd marry me, right?" <laughs> it was like he's not that yeah. dumb. Yeah, that you know? makes it. Yeah, it, there was a lot and, of. Uh, there was a cool theory, like a couple of theories actually about him that I thought was kind of interesting. About him still being alive. Well, no, no, around season one about how some events came to be. Like, Jack and Agar is in the um, cells with Ned, and he's a, you know, faceless man, this high-end assassin. Why is he in there in the first place when the only, like, person of promise is Ned? And they were saying that, I guess, Littlefinger's family has ties to Bravos, and that's why their um, their flag has the uh, helm of the Bravos uh, of the Titan. Mm-hmm. Which he took the sparrow, uh, I think, as his own personal yeah. motif. But uh, they were saying that he probably hired Rhaegar, or not Rhaegar, Jack and Agar. Sorry, there's a theory that they're um, the same person. Uh, uh, I can go into that, but Jack and Agar, in order that if Joffrey didn't have Ned killed on the train, or on the the trek to the the wall, Jack and Agar could kill him. Because if he got all the way back to the north, he could rouse an army to come back to Cersei. So he wanted him... Uh, killed either way, so he had hired Jack and Agar to uh, travel uh, with him there. And then they were saying, like, even then, uh, how did how did Ned's older brother know that Rhaegar was even with Lyanna in the first place? And they were saying, like, they basically looked at the map and, like, Littlefinger had tried to fight Brandon Stark for Caitlyn or Catelyn, and. Uh, and he lost, and they were saying, like, him traveling back to the Fingers is about where they would have had to meet up for Lyanna and Rhaegar at that main inn, and that he probably saw them and then went to Winterfell saying, hey, hey, he ran off with her, he stole her, I saw him kidnap her. So and that was there. the whole essential start of all this was... He did start the game. Yeah. Um, so I that did, was kind of interesting. I did sort of like the idea, or at least the visual of it, of, like... Him being a faceless man, yeah. right? And then, like, let's say, like, gets to the very end, 
and Cersei yeah. wins, or John wins, yeah. and he's reluctantly sitting on the throne, just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one of the king's guards, somebody yeah. comes in yeah. and fucking kills him. Yeah. And then takes off his face. And his little finger just sits down on the throne. Yeah. I would see in the, like the visual the, of that would be like the book version of that character. I could see that happening. I kept joking with someone. I was like, I want the first episode, just or like season three or episode three. Everybody dies, and then it's just a snow scene for the next three episodes. <laughs> and like winter game. I don't know them. I was like, <laughs> I, I would applaud each one. Good like, job. You did it. You got me. You got it. I was like that, where we just see so or uh, Daenerys and John run into a uh, a cave, and it's just. Uh, George R. R. Martin there burning the transcripts for Winds of Winter and he shoots them both with a crossbow. I do, just the end. I honestly do <laughs> this is the end. It's episode four. Yeah. <laughs> and it ends with the South Park we know, we know, we know, we know. Yeah. yeah. But I think, uh, I do think the show ends not how we want it to end. Yeah, they've argued it, George R. Martin says it's a, it's a bittersweet ending. So I mean I'm sure people are gonna die, but I think it. I actually think it's gonna come out more positive than a lot of people expect. Yeah, I think we've had a lot of more than I want. <laughs> yeah, I think I the mean, show's actually better when it's negative. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm cool with like, like the red Euron wedding. And, the red wedding was a masterpiece. Yeah, I'm cool with Euron and Cersei winning. The, the, okay. the big the big empire I want to watch the, a show where it's just them defeats the this rebellion this like a fucking sitcom it's like the, the big empire defeats the rebellion this is real life <laughs> no it's like, shit no I, yeah, like part of me sees a scenario where be Cersei no. still sits on the throne yeah yeah I don't see that happening um, just narrative wise I know it, it's, it's yeah. partly there to break some of the narrative but it's not so much I guess in my opinion to break the normal narratives but to make the normal narratives uh, truer so like John is still that you know hero that's going to rise because of being honorable it's just going to show how much more difficult it is to stay honorable because of the politics and other problems that arise right and so I think it's still going to follow those motifs it's just proving like with Daenerys she's this you know stranded princess coming back to reclaim her throne but there's been a lot of troubles in the way and being a queen isn't you know what some of the other fantasy novels would make you you know think it is so that's why i think it's it's got just that more realistic tone of like this is still the plot line it's just so what if the bittersweet ending is that daenerys does abandon like you said before she does abandon her her quest for the throne. She can't do it. sit at Winterfell. She can't do it just for John. I don't think. I think partly because this is a strong female show. Yeah. Is proposing that idea. You're right. I don't see them going like, well, she fell in love with the guy, so she's going to abandon all her hopes and dreams. I don't see so that. So what would be a scenario where she would do that? Uh, I think... John dies? I think if John dies, she could be more reluctant to, especially if there's an issue between the two of them when it happens and she's carrying his kid, then she might be a little more like, you know, thrown or titles don't matter, kind of like how he is. Yeah. Or um, some events take place where there isn't even a King's Landing anymore. I think could be an interesting change of pace too. I wonder if it becomes the the new head, uh, or again, it splits into the Seven Kingdoms. Let them each rule each other. Um, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And then she goes back to Dragonstone or something. Um, 
but I don't really see uh, an arc where she completely just abandons it and comes to like the realization I don't need it. I mean, in the uh, in the books, it kind of pushes some ideas more so that like she's reclaiming this because she, but it's not because she wants a throne. It's because she wants a home again where she's secure and she wants her house back essentially. Because it goes back a lot to like the only place they felt comfortable was this place they lived in Pentos when they were younger and things like that. And she really loved this home she had and she's been traveling and you know all through all this and she just wants a and like she has the vision of seeing like Call and Call Drogo and their baby together yeah. and stuff like that. So okay, there's also the idea that I've I've heard that there has to be a Night King. Yeah. Um and some say that's Daenerys. I've heard that as well because uh it would it would sort of play with the ice and fire thing mm-hmm. where the son of ice yeah. uh, uh John yeah is now found out that he's actually a fire fire and then she's a fire goes to ice yeah uh, but I also thought something about again Jamie Jamie's a big part of this I know he's got to be a big part of this right doesn't have to be <laughs> again, I mean Ned was a big part of it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but, but if, Jamie feels like he needs a satisfying ending, right? Like he has to. He, that's the only thing I can think I that know. makes him come I think, full circle. I think almost, even though he's got the best arc, and I know I want to see it completed well. I think Tyrion's more of an important character to play through than. See, Jamie I know. I used to. I I I can see how. Tyrion could easily be killed off and it not be a major issue. I mean, for the most part, like within their plans and strategy. Because there's a but there's a there's a way he dies. Tyrion dies, and it doesn't. There's no way he dies, and it's not unless he dies off screen. If he dies, it's not unsatisfying, no matter what happens. There are only certain ways Jamie can die where the fans are going to feel satisfied. Well, I think even with Tyrion, he wants a certain amount of vengeance, but more so he wants, uh, I, I, I think he lives to take over Casterly Rock. I, I think, I don't I, I, I'm not saying he dies. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, you know like, I, mean? I think, I, I mean, saying, I don't know that Jamie has to, I, I see why you, I, I see why you think that, and I, I do too, for the I kind of think Jamie has to die, but it I has just, to be, like, that's why, I, that's why I'm so attracted to the idea of, him trying to yeah. kill the Night King or save, like, yeah. like you said, like you said I, he's going to go out in some sort of blaze of glory for sure. Yeah. I mean, regardless, I think he's going to have but a when, moment. But when is it? Are yeah. they going to pull the, the, he, the he might even, of this and die know, in this episode? Bronn might show up to shoot Tyrion and he jumps in front of it. I mean... See, that again, that wouldn't feel um, as satisfying. Yeah, well, he... And it would if they played it right, like posting all the things about him saying, like, you had one friend and it was me and all this kind of stuff all throughout the series. If they do a little bit of that recap or idea, they could. See, I also thought him. Braun. Uh, I, I can see him switching sides as soon as he gets there, too. Yeah, but I also saw him, like, trying to kill Cersei. Yeah, that. Well, they can't They can't be in the same scene together, so that's not. They were, though. They haven't been. They were whenever she handed him the crossbow. She didn't hand him the crossbow. She did. The, ma- the maester came and hand- Quiburn handed him the crossbow because they will not be in the same scenes together. They I could have swore they were just in the same scene because I thought that exactly because I know that because they were together. She and- said he she has a, a ironic sense of uh, humor and stuff when he was handed it was, it was Quiburn 
hundred percent. Okay, <laughs> but I kind of swore they were. Because yeah, I thought the same thing too. Because I was like, it's like I thought that they weren't allowed to be like allowed to be yeah. quote unquote in the same scene. Yeah, together. they she they refused to. But it's um, so that's they're not gonna be in any scene. Um, cats are Going doing nuts. some Jason Jason Voorhees outside. Um, Um. Uh, but yeah okay so back to the initial battle uh, their strategy of putting everyone hiding them in the crypts How oh do you my feel god about that? that's stupid now the only argument I've seen against this or that works for this is that the uh, Starks somehow have an uh, immunity where it'll resurrect them but they will fight for the Winterfell ooh that'd be interesting but again, and this is another thing that's kind of popped up recently. All those theories that we kind of read and, mm-hmm. and went over, I think they all go out the window, basically. You know what I mean? Because like all the stuff like, oh, Arya's not really Arya. She's somebody else or uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, because one with six episodes closing off the show um, and you have two huge battles getting ready to happen and you have to, you have to tie off all these threads. Like, you can leave some dangling but you cannot start a new thread. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be like, oh no, she's really the girl that you thought she killed. You know, it's not that. You know, it's, I think most of the, um, oh fuck, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but uh, <laughs> he just showed me the picture of the scene. Yeah, he is 100% right. Um, but anyways, uh, that's Joffrey's crossbow, correct? I, I was right in assuming that. Yeah, yeah. That he kills, initially Tyrion kills uh, Tywin with. Yeah. she wants Bronn to kill Tyrion with. Um, but anyways, uh, so I think all those theories go out the fucking window. I don't For think, part. I don't think Ned is a, a, a faceless man. I don't think uh, Arya, I think Arya is Arya. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think any of that happens, but... Yeah. That's just and I, part of the fun of the show, really. It really going is. Over all these. But I mean, prior to the start of the season, I was all on board with with some of these. Like, oh, what if they do that? But as soon as I watched it, the first episode, I was like, no way, none of that shit's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, I like the idea that they have some sort of like a uh, spell or whatever mm-hmm. to make sure that if they are resurrected, they fight for whoever is House Stark right mm-hmm. then. I'm wondering if Bran can't resurrect them through the Weirwood because there's there's also talks of the Weirwoods basically feeding on blood. Yeah. And the Weirwood is right above the crypts. We do also have, like... And he's initially cleans his blade after the execution of the first episode at the Weirwood. And we do have like to that. kind of, like... Because, like, Bran, like, there's got to be more to him. Oh, yeah. But you can't dive too deep at this point no. into him. So it's like, they have a real, like fine line to try to find something to do yeah, with Bran. it's an hour and nine episode or minute nine, hour and nine minutes uh, the, ne- the next episode is uh, no I think it's an hour and 20 really? I think I think it's 88 minutes um, but uh, so yeah it's going to be hard to do anything really with him but you have to do something so introducing something where he can resurrect the dead might be a stretch mm-hmm. just because it's yeah, a whole it's new power set. Power set. Um, but it's also I could see something like that where he is able to do it. They're obviously linked, right? Like yeah, him and the Night King are linked. Well, and do you buy the thing of like no, Night King I don't is really see that happening? But there's um, something I initially was curious about because when he first tags him with the mark on his arm, 
he's walking there and the Night King's looking at him and so are all the whites and they're lined up almost like an army and like he's a general in yeah. a way is the way it looked to me so there was but they all look whenever the Night King looks yeah, too which yeah. is also the idea that he's yeah. controlling all yeah, of them yeah synced up to him but uh I don't know because I don't I don't think for sure that that's the way that's gonna go um I think I think Bran uh might hold him off in another way I, I almost think there needs to be a clash with both Cersei and the Night King at the end together. Like there be Night King and Cersei in the same them. place because because if they kill off the White Walkers and then go move on to Cersei, it's gonna feel a little easy and rushed if they are able to beat. Yeah, him the Night King. I think the Night. Even if that's why I was saying, like maybe they contain him and stop the army. But they can't kill him or something. Like, there's got to be something that holds... He's got to play into the final. I, I would think. It's been two overarching stories of who holds the throne and the threat of the White And a guy named called the Night King. Yeah. That needs to be kind of concluded together. Especially maybe even the Night King over Cersei. Because Cersei seems so much more like a political, natural... Uh, like normal dispute of land as opposed to the supernatural army threat, which you would think would be the more climactic battle. Right. So that's why I was saying like maybe something happens and then they go north or go south to King's Landing and then they come back and have to burn down Winterfell or something. Like it gets stalemated in some way and then they come back to it. Some sort of stalemate would be the sort of a bittersweet ending. Like they kind of win but they don't also. Yeah. Um, they said also there's a scene in this that's as bad as the Red Wedding in this season. Just, which, yeah. So, so we never really finished. So who dies, though? I, in I this would episode. say Tormund, probably. Who? Tormund. God damn it. Um, I would say probably either... I could see Brienne going, just because they just gave her the <laughs> nice, like... Which, okay. Oh, man. Okay. I gotta talk about this, too. That episode, twice, almost got me to cry. Almost. And it was when she got knighted. Mm-hmm. And just I I was happy. Yeah. And then when Samuel gave uh Jorah the um uh fuck was this word called? Heartsbane. Heartsbane. When he gave him that I was like oh. You know what made me laugh with that was uh Lady Mormont basically like, I'm gonna do what I want, cousin, because she's the head of House Mormont, which Jorah used would have been. Right. But if, if he hadn't fucked up. So that made me kinda happy. I did like I did like the that. Scene that oddly kind of was touching to me was um Theon and Sansa hugging. Right? Yes! I was a little like, I mean, because he's been through so much shit. Theon and so has Sansa. And like, they helped each other out of that last situation. And like, for them to kind of reunite a little bit. The people online were like, they're going to be, I'm like, no, no, they're not. I don't see that happening. By no means. I think they both die, honestly. I I can see that happening. Theon for sure. I could. I, could I think see. he's almost a guarantee to die at least I, some point in the season. I think I'd be fine with like Sansa being uh, the Lady of Winterfell. Lady of Winterfell. I do too. I just think she's gonna die. Yeah, could could also go that way. Um. um so okay, so you think Tormund dies? Tormund probably. Uh, Brienne got a nice little like. You're send off. You're you're a, a knight now, and you're dead. Um. So I could really see that happening. Did you see this uh, image, by the way? It was like... I did. Yeah, I shared that on my Facebook, yeah. Okay. I was just checking. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, I could see that. Um, The Hound, I don't think, because I want to see him meet Clegane. Yeah. uh, uh, Send Gregor. He is a Clegane also. 
Clegane uh, Bowl. Yeah, Clegane Bowl. I kind of want to see that happen, and I assume they're going to fan service that a little bit, or at least them meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I could also see. I, I don't know. They they made Arya and Hound the Hound a little bit more um, cold to each other than I expected them. Ah, uh, yeah. So I I was initially like, well, maybe he could like you know fight to save Arya or something again, or Sansa because he was sweet yeah. to both of them. But it seems like that's not the way they're going to go with that. Um, Beric, Dondarrion, probably gone. Yeah. Um, I could see... I uh, see a lot of, like, the non-essentials. The, uh, the I think Sam's got to... I think Sam's got to make it through. Yeah. Um, because I think he's going to be the one to write, the story. write the story down of what all happens. Um, I could see... Uh, yeah. Uh... Like I said, Jamie or Brand. I'm definitely expecting Miss Sandy or Grey Worm to die. One of the two. Yeah. You could see the whole Unsullied get switched over to uh, the oh, Night King. Oh my god. Um, but, or a large majority of the forces led by Grey Worm as a new lieutenant. Um, especially if they kill off one of his others because he's got to keep the 13 number. Uh, there's a thing with like, uh, there's markings on the the cave wall when they looked at it there's 13 there's the night king and then 12 others and then when john goes north of the wall it's him one. with 12 well it's him with 12 others so yeah. it's a 13 versus 13 thing and they kind of keep that motif so far so i'm just saying they've got to he's got to replace the lieutenant but the thing with uh daenerys turning into a walker too someone mentioned the fact that the only humans we've seen him turn that weren't dead were the baby craster's children which were inbred uh-huh. And Daenerys' parents are brother and sister, so they're saying it might be that that is a prerequisite, like that they're inbred, inbred that he can change them. Like they're why I don't know what why. A weird, but uh... he, he's never changed anyone else who hasn't been dead already. So the, we've only seen him do that with the baby. Yeah. So they were thinking maybe that's are they going to bring that back? Well, I assume that was who his lieutenants come from. Like they grow and are raised as his lieutenants, and they're Craster's children, because everyone else is dead, and those ones look different than everybody else. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I mean, they never really went into it much. Yeah. So I doubt it, unless it comes up in this situation with yeah. Daenerys being uh, a reason for it. So who's the big death, though? You think? Like it, I, I guess I could be a lot of expendables. Brienne could could go. Um, I could see you know Theon being a nice send off because he is a, a major character in this. Yeah. This, and he's not the most major, but I mean they could technically kill off John or Jamie or they could. I mean, like I said, if you know John gets killed off or something happens, and then you know she ends up taking the throne, and then is sitting there with his child, but. Because I've, I've, like I said, I've read a couple spoiler, supposed spoilers, and one of them is that he, he kills the Night King and dies in the process in this episode. But, that could work. And then, um, then there's, you know, good to go, you know, south and take over the throne. Um, so, it's a possibility. I don't necessarily see them killing off John that early in the season. Yeah, and there's only six episodes of doing another. I personally through, think Jamie Daenerys. Obviously, I think Daenerys, but Jamie Daenerys and um, Tyrion and John. Yeah, all make it to the final episode. Oh yeah, 
Right. And, or the final two, at least. You know, where the big battle yeah. was going to happen. Um, I think they make it. Like, I don't... They're all too big of characters to die in the middle yeah. of the season. I think, I think Arya is probably good for a while, too. I think she lives. Yeah, I was like, I can... I don't... Actually, I think, she I, think I almost for certain know, too. Because his wife, uh, Julia R. Martin's wife, apparently said that if she, he killed off Arya, she would divorce him. Like... So I think no, she's got. Like, I think she's got the most plot armor of anyone in that situation. Um, plot armor, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's wife armor right there. The uh, I also the about Clegane Bowl. Uh, comfortable. I'm trying. <laughs> trying to switch some things around. Um, but tiny, Cle- tiny little space. Oh, I, I watched a Robin Williams uh, documentary the other day, and I was like, oh, how hard did you cry? Not at all. Really? Yeah. It's emotional watching any of the stuff. It is good though. Maybe she'll talk about that. Like I, I was like, why was it so sad? Well, to me, like too, like I just shared with uh, the kids. We just watched Mrs. Doubtfire like a little bit before he died, and they knew him from you know Jumanji, from uh, Aladdin. Uh, I'm trying to think. They'd seen him in quite a few things, um, so it was a, a situation where not only was it my childhood, but it was a kid or a guy that had made my children laugh too, and had entertained them with these films that made me like, fuck. Yeah. Well, so I think that's what we came to too. Is like one, he crossed multiple generations. Oh yeah, and you know? and multiple formats. I mean, he was a stand-up and a television uh, show. Uh, before he was an uh, entertainer, before he was a film, you know, so the oldest generation know him from Mork and Mindy and... Uh, His old stand-up. And yeah, old like stand-up. And then he, you know, crossed over into you know, Vietnam, Morning Vietnam and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, he was a uh, voice actor for some car- animated series. Fern Gully and... Yeah, Fern Gully, Aladdin and... Which is not the one most people go to. It's always yeah. Aladdin. But Batty. He's Daddy. Um, um, and... And so, and like things like uh, Patch Adams, and, uh, which isn't necessarily the best one to go to, but it was on the top of my head. Um, oh, he gives a good yeah. performance. Uh, um, Matt Damon. Uh, Google Hunting. Google Hunting. And uh, the, uh, fuck. the one where he's at the prep school. Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society, thank you. I'm like, club. Club? No, it's a society, not a club. You're th- there's a movie called Emperor's Club yeah. with Kevin Klein. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, Which he, I love Dead Poets Society. It's a good movie. I think it is a really good movie. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he was a great actor for a while. He's funny. And by all counts, anything you ever heard from him, anybody who's ever met yeah. him. Besides just, I mean, his, his, some of his drug issues earlier on or yeah. alcoholism issues. Other than that, he always said great things yeah. about the guy, and then all of a sudden, you just find out that he killed himself. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. Which did you ever um, hear the interview with uh, Bobcat about that? No, I guess they were like you listen to an interview with Bobcat Goldberg. Yeah, um, hardcore like that, a little bit of masochist. But he was he was talking about it, and he I guess they were really close. I guess like super like best friend for a long time <laughs> it's like um, Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson yeah, I was like what <laughs> um, but he said uh, and he was one of the because 
they talked about like him having uh, Parkinson's and he'd been diagnosed with Parkinson's beforehand. He was like, what it ended up being was, it was uh, what's called Lewy body dementia. And they were like, he's like, you'd see him some days he'd have like high end OCD and he wasn't all there. And then other days he was fine. And you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's, they're just working out the medicine and getting it right. But that specific type of dementia, you could tell his brain was, wasn't sending him the right information. He was just, he was misfiring and just, it wasn't, the reality that was there wasn't what he was seeing. And, and he thinks that's what caused him to kill himself. Like, it wouldn't have been what he would have done. And no. normally, it was his brain told him that that was the reality of the situation, that he needed to do this in some way. And he just, you know, did it when uh, he himself would have normally, you know, fought through and dealt with it. But his, the dementia was what actually caused him to kill himself. Welcome so, to this episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the Joker. You think yeah. Let's let's talk about happier things. I don't know. If that's a happy. <laughs> guy, really. So, so you, you like the uh, the meme with um, is like uh, back in the day, Joker. You throw him in a vat of acid. Uh, modern day to create a Joker, you put him into society. <laughs> hey, Joker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, looks so, around. So I was always pretty expecting Joaquin Phoenix to do a good job with this. Oh, for sure. And with Martin Scorsese producing, I was like, it's probably... My, my only initial problem was they, they said it was, like, gonna be, um... The Alan Moore, uh... Killing Joke. Killing Joke setup. And I was like, another Killing Joke setup? We've, we've seen, like, five iterations of this. Just... Now I'm gonna say, for the over. record... Yeah. I think the Killing Joke is overrated. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see that. I mean... I, I think it's what there's several pieces of work that so many people like jump to. Um, Killing Joke is one of those where, in the time when it came out and with what it did for the character who were, when people were following it at the time, was awesome and a, a way big change of pace and people really enjoyed it. But in retrospect, from what we've seen it's been done better in some ways. Yeah. So that's, and I've seen it with like, you know, I'll go read a book from like 1860 and I'm like, what's the big deal about this? <laughs> that's kind of the problem. Like, I, uh, we burned this book. It was horrible. And when like, I was eight, when I, I said like, sex once, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not floored. When I was a kid, I, I read a uh, kid. I was, I was probably like 16 or 17. Um, but I read Catcher on the Rye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean... That's one of the most irritating pieces of shit yeah. I've ever read in my life. I recently read, uh, The Fleur du Mal, which is a, uh, The Flowers of Evil, which is yeah. a, you know, the French, uh, poetry. And it was considered, like, um, you know, there was, uh, trials about it. Fuck. <laughs> so, um, and it was banned for a long time and stuff like this for, like, indecency. And it might be one of those situations where it was better um it flowed better and everything in the original french um but yeah any it it just didn't have anything that really grabbed you there was like maybe a couple uh poems in it that was like oh those are those are pretty nice i like those but for the most part there wasn't anything that i felt was exemplary (laughs) to where like even and it might have been the and I've and I've heard this, which I need to look it up because I've seen a couple people joke about like I think I got a bad translation about the Florida Mall, and I, so I don't know if that's just a, a my legitimate thing. Yeah, or... yeah, like if it's a joke about people who don't get it, 
And, uh, and so I'm like, I have, I'm, I'm confused on that one because generally I, I would like to think I have a good uh, yeah. concept yeah. of the work. And, you know, I read up on it and tried to get a little better understanding to see what the issue at the time. They kind of said it was a... Uh, Let's hold the hubbub. Yeah. You know, what what the difference... Uh, and they were saying, like, for the time it you know changed the face into, like, modern poetry and things like that, which could be the case. It just... In retrospect, now reading it, I'm just I I wasn't as impressed with it. And like one of the things was it it used the same wording for something like ten, fifteen times in the thing, and I'm like, "You're a poet, man. You 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 use a variety of words to describe the same thing. You can't use the same word each time. It kind of loses its value." And I I I feel it might have been the translation. I I do feel the same way when it's like because like going back and watching or watching reading. Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I think it's a bit pretentious, mm-hmm. um, as most of um, Frank Miller's stuff is. Mm-hmm. I had to think for a second. Uh, the goddamn Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lunacy. Oh my god. Um, uh, and I think it's a, it is a great story, and it has one of my favorite sequence of panels in all of comics. Which is the beginning of it where it shows Bruce Wayne racing. And he said, this would be a good death, but not good enough. Mm-hmm. I love that. To me, that's one of the best things. I kind of, I try to go by that. Like, if I were to die right now, would I be happy with where my life is? The answer is fucking no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, this, yeah, when they said it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be like the killing joke. Pop quiz. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Speed reference. I'm, a, I'm already like on the fence, tired. I can't remember shit. Yeah. You're going to win. All right, so we're doing a new thing where I'm going to ask him a bunch of rapid fire, random ass questions. The answer to everything is going to be killing jokes so I can remember. And, and then he's got your game. He's got to remember. Yeah, I think I'm going to throw you off. Uh, he's got to remember where we were at in our conversation, or else there's punishment. <laughs> of some sort. He won't give me any of that booty. <laughs> Sweetie, sweetie, you ain't coming for this booty. All right. All right, here we go. Uh, why does Spider-Man wear boots instead of toe socks? Better grip. <laughs> In a boot? Yeah. In, all right. They're not boots, though. I know, it's just got that shoe they're, they're, design. They're, it's the boot design. It needs toe socks for better gripping. But it's like a it's like a onesie. What do you think Spawn smells like? Freddy Krueger's dick. <laughs> it's probably about a similar smell, I'd have to say. If Han Solo shot first, do you think Leia had to satisfy herself later? <laughs> no. If Anakin Skywalker is weak to sand attacks and magma, does that mean he's a steel type Pokemon? <laughs> yes, it does. Does Thor call his penis Mjolnir? No, that's disrespectful. Follow up, does Batman refer to his asshole as the Batcave? Yeah. Follow up to the follow up, Jabba the Hutt, Sarlacc Pit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. You think these are lazy questions? (laughs) Yeah. Has Flash ever ran so fast that he outran his own need for parents? (laughs) Aww. (laughs) No. If if the Joker, Pennywise... No, go back to the other one. Yes, he did, because whenever he went to the flashpoint, <laughs> he ran back and he there saved you go. his mother. Good, good. If the Joker, Pennywise, and Bozo the Clown were in the same room, who laughs first? <laughs> um, 
Who has first? Who are they? Bozo? Joker. Pennywise. Bozo the Clown. <laughs> Bozo, because Bozo's real. <laughs> <laughs> Which Hanna-Barbera character would you be? Scooby-Doo. Does saying Snagglepuss make you uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel something. Leaf blower or vacuum? That sounds dirtier than it should, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you think Killer Croc is offended as cro- by Crocs as much as I am? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Would it be okay to hang Captain America's corpse from a pole at half-mast at the end of Avengers Endgame? <laughs> no. It's not, not okay? No, it's right. not okay. Are you crying right now? Nearly. Potato or potato? Potato, you monster. Are you getting aroused by the word potato? Always. What animal would you drown and why are you a terrible person? (laughs) (laughs) A bunny. Between Black Panther, Black Widow, and Black Adam, who has more more street cred? Black Widow, Black Adam, and (laughs) Black Panther. <laughs> One of those is gonna make me racist. Yeah, no matter which way you go, you're wrong. <laughs> Would you buy my Star Wars fanfic erotica book about Padme and Anakin's secret love affair titled Taboo on Naboo? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> In a heartbeat. Do you think Sub Zero gets the urge to pee when his bare feet hit cold tiles? <laughs> no, he's already cold. If you had to make love to Doomsday, which limb do you think he'd rip off first? I did. Do you ever wonder if when Bruce Banner has a quick moments of joy, he shrinks? <laughs> yeah. Do you think Sue Storm ever goes invisible just to get away from it all? <laughs> yes. All right. If Schrodinger's cat is and isn't. And the Wigner's friend question asked by Eugene Wigner states that all realities are true only to the observer and coexist. Are we or aren't we? Why not both? <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> if Thanos can make two metal fingers still make the snap sound, isn't he the true warper of reality? <laughs> you have no idea how much it bugs me. <laughs> like, that's not the sound it would make. So how long does Joaquin Phoenix have to live? (laughs) Oh, you dick. (laughs) Like six months. Cinnamon gummy bears, yay or nay? (laughs) Nay. All right, what were we talking about? Killing joke. (laughs) Suck it! You twat waffle. That Joaquin Phoenix one killed me. (laughs) I was partial to the... Uh, you see, you shouldn't have said that one. That I know, I saw it, I was like, that's why I went... Oh, but it was at the end. It was I, that goddamn good one, though. It was too good to pass up. <laughs> yeah, you can't get rid of that one. I was partial to the Captain America's corpse at half-mast at the end of the game. I do like that I was, one. I was pretty happy with that one. It was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Just swaying in the breeze at the end. All right. Oh, my God. So, Killing Joke. So, yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> But watching the trailer for the Joker is is even throwing me off. It's a dick. Uh, (laughs) I gotta work harder next time. You do. You gotta really work at it. So it's uh, so I'll never be able to throw you off if I do that because like 
you got a way better memory than I do. I don't know, man. My memory is garbage. <laughs> garbage. So I'm, I'm, I was like, I was thinking about 15 seconds, and I was like, we might have to cut this down to like five, and you got five seconds to answer, because I think we're both probably pretty good at this. Yeah. So, we'll yeah, see. We're going to hit them pretty quick. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, watching the trailer, though, it didn't seem, it seems sort of like the killing joke. Yeah, I mean... Like, they replaced his wife with his mother, uh, stand-up comedy with being a clown. But yeah. that seems to be about the extent of... Yeah, it looks like he's trailer. hanging out at comedy clubs and stuff, but yeah, he's being a professional clown of some sorts, or at least doing it on the side. And it looks like he's working at Arkham. Yeah. Uh, as his day-to-day. But yeah, I mean, um, I, I figured they were going to tweak it more than that, but like, the initial argument of like it's gonna be the killing joke I was like yeah yeah I wasn't really keen on it but I liked our idea better yeah with uh, the visuals and the way they, they put it together and the aesthetic they set up for it I think is is great yeah uh, I think this movie is gonna be good I think it's actually it's, I think it's gonna be like legit good not just like oh it's good for a DC movie yeah. it's, I think it's gonna be an actually a really good movie maybe potentially Logan level, almost. Not, not, not. I can see that. I can to see me, that. and I don't care what anybody says. I think Logan is the best comic book movie that's ever been made. Ah, no, not taking back. Lie. That's a lie. Logan, you were a the, liar. Logan is the best live action comic book movie that's ever been made. True that. Right. Um. So like, what's the best overall? Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah it's that's a hundred percent. Like that's the best comic book movie, best Spider Man movie, best comic book movie ever. It fully grasped what yeah, a comic book movie was, should I be. I was trying to f- feel out and see if not so much comic books. I, I think I'm with you there. But uh, what my my top favorite uh, live action movie would be? Because I, I might throw um, Winter Soldier. I like oh, for like sure, it. it's yeah. up there. Are you talking about? So you want to get like top five? Yeah, you want to, let's rattle them off real quick. For it. Okay, okay, so top five. I want to start with five and work my way, so you get the grand reveal, even though you already know what it is. Um, uh, comic book movies, and I'm talking like based on comic book characters. Doesn't necessarily have to be an adaptation, really, just a comic book character. I'd say number five. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, four. I'm gonna change it already. Five is Dark Knight. Um, four would be scanning. Hellboy, actually, I'm gonna go with Hellboy. That's that's a solid one. Uh, three, I'd go with Avengers two would be Iron Man and one is Logan. For live actions? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of any other animated ones that really... Like, really animated like ones? Red, the Red Hood is decent, but I, I've never really cared for the DC. Oh, fuck, yeah, you gotta really... But you, the thing that throws you off by the DC animated universe is the same thing that throws me off. I mean, it's... A, it's the actual animations of Yeah, them. the animations... Poor. But they've changed them. I know, but have you? Seen, I mean, have you seen the? They still later seem to keep a little bit of like the Bruce Tim look. That's what they do. They're going back to that though, yeah. because before they were going to, to anime, but not good anime. Yeah. 
It's just, I, I watch too much anime to enjoy. Uh, it's really stiff. It's always been it's stiff. It's very stiff. It's it's not. If you it go back to much variation in color and shade. And, if you go back to the Batman animated series, it's probably the best the DC animated universe has ever been. Um, fluid animations. See, I great re- great fight scenes. Even the color was good. I really that. enjoy uh, the Gotham Knight uh, set. The six shorts, I think. That was a really, really well done. I didn't like it when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I was like, ugh, this is... I don't want to see this ever again. So I got rid of the DVD. Yeah. I bought it and then got rid of it. Yeah. Um, I love that uh, whole part where he's working on his pain tolerance in India. And he's like laying in the... Uh, laying in the um, trash in the sewers after fighting Killer Croc. And then Alfred finds him and he just looks so hopeless. Um, with all the guns he finds in the trash afterwards. I thought it was just a wonderful moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be here and there, they've always had good ones, really good ones. <laughs> I ain't tore my name, got shit on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, fuck. What were we talking about? <laughs> Baller. Three, two, one. <laughs> no, no. Before DC and the universe. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're usually hit and miss. Like I think the Dark Knight Returns, the part one and two that they have, really good. You can go just move that. It was going to keep happening. This is just this is me now. Is that your life? Yep. Uh, I think that's a really great animation wise, uh, adaptation wise, voice acting, everything in it's really great. Uh, Under the Red Hood, great story. <laughs> like Bulbasaur. <laughs> um, is it Bulbas? Anyways, <laughs> it is. Uh, um, but yeah, like I don't really like. Uh, I like the stories more than I do. Yeah, animation way. or anything like that. Just, yeah, like the DC setup, I just haven't really enjoyed much. Um, even in the Marvel, I mean, they they're doing the same, essentially same thing as. They got, I don't like the animation because it's too kiddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, um, it, it, I'm really hard to please when it comes to animation. Yeah. Like, I love American Dad, but it's a really basic setup. Well, sometimes, sometimes clean and simple is better and we're trying to do something that is... You see, something like that with American Dad, what works with that is it's such absurd. Mm-hmm. Like... Roger the alien. You got such absurdity in the show. Having such a clean, clean cut mm-hmm. animation works really well with it. Uh, same can be said with like Family Guy. And at the time, you motherfucker, worst. Um, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you see? No, I haven't seen Aquaman yet. I haven't watched Aquaman either. I, I haven't watched Justice League yet. You watch this? Don't worry. I know that's that's kind of how I feel. I mean, you gotta watch it, but like, I know, I know, I'm obligated in some some weird right? way. Isn't it weird? Like, you're not really like nobody's actually holding a gun to your head, but like, you feel like you have to, like you owe it to him a little bit. Like, alright. I mean, like I said the 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 part in the commercial kind of was like, I know what I'm gonna get with this, but yeah. As soon as I saw the, the trailer, I was like, oh, it looks like it'll be better than I was initially it's expecting. Very, it's very extremely. <laughs> extremely rare for me to watch a trailer and not be pretty sure of what I'm getting in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's very rare where I can't watch a trailer and be like, 
Yeah, that's but again, I, lately, like, I've been way more forgiving about things. Like, I'm just yeah. like, I just want to be entertained. And I, you know, I used to be, like, somewhat embarrassed of some movies I like. Like, yeah. I love the Step Up movies. Yeah. Every single one of them. They're <laughs> garbage. Yeah. But I love them. Uh, that's, it's that's, the same thing with like, the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. The last one they did, Fate of the Furious, which yeah. the title killed me. I was like, yeah. oh, come on, knock it off. But Fate of the Furious. Oh, you stop it. But it was such a piece of shit movie. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't even enjoy the yeah. absurdity here. Um, I mean, I've got those too, but. Have, yeah. you, have, you seen, have you seen the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw? No, I didn't. Didn't. I never clicked that button. So. I, I haven't been interested since three. Do you know, <laughs> do you know, okay, so Hobbs and Shaw is, um. Yeah. The Rock and Jason mm-hmm. Statham. I know. Idris Elba's in the movie. Mm-hmm. He plays the villain. He also has superpowers. Well, why, not? why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess because this movie was a worse one. They already powers. don't care about physics. They might as well let him fly or shoot lasers. At I don't know. Sure, like he's got powers for sure. Like it's like he's super strong and like more so than what they already show in the movie. Yeah. Like whenever Vin Diesel was able to step down on a parking garage and destroy it. Yeah. Uh, but like I remember watching. I was like, remember whenever these movies were about racing and heists? <laughs> yeah. Like this guy's got superpowers now. <laughs> What the fuck? It's because Vin Diesel's over a lot of it. Vin Diesel's not even in this one. I know, but he's, he's over a lot of it. He is, uh, The franchise. I'm surprised he didn't cast himself. He's a really big D&D fan, so... He is. I think he's, he's like... I do enjoy that about him. Yeah. Like, he does seem to truly love... Like, he... When he was cast as Groot... Yeah. He seemed legitimately so excited... Yeah. Well, I mean, in, like, things like the Riddick movies and stuff, you can tell, like, in that, like, the, what is it, the Witch Hunter or yeah. something like that? Yeah, like, not particularly was... good movies, but he's always excited about the stuff that he does, and I, I appreciate that about him, because not a lot of actors get excited about what they work on, um, but, uh, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw is what we were talking about. <laughs> I was gonna, I was like, we could probably just do that all throughout the regular conversation. <laughs> and, 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 and um, but yeah, that movie looks like I mean, I'm probably gonna go see it because I love Idris Elba, I love The Rock, and I love Jason Statham. Speaking of which, have you watched The Meg? No, it's amazingly awful. Like, I love it so much, it's just not good, but it's wonderful at the same time. I just enjoy it. I mean, I I, don't know, I guess I love Jason Statham. I don't care. What I mean, he I'm does. a huge Kung Pao fan, so I mean, I got no room to complain about. More people know. love Kung Pao than they love The Meg. Yeah, I mean, you I know what's fucked up? I've watched The Meg, but I've never watched Jaws. It's a shame on you. How long did it take you to watch Ghostbusters? I don't know. It was probably like nineteen. So. You were older than that, though. I don't think so. Yeah, because I knew you. You knew me before I was nineteen. I did, didn't oh, I? Oh, yeah. Fuck. We're old. I don't are know you old? I'm 30. Yeah. I've got a 12-year-old. I, oh, I remember. She was a baby. <laughs> yeah. That bummed me out. I'm sad. <laughs> You're sad. So I'm going to talk about something real quick that <laughs> Joseph really has no interest in. I got no, I got no points to add to this. I like your input no, a little bit, though. You know? I'm okay, so uh, as some people might know, I am a, uh, I have been a wrestling fan, or been known to be a wrestling fan. And I'm working. Thank you for the cue. Yeah. Uh, there is going to be a podcast in the near future. Uh, me and a guy that I do the Circle of Circle of Jerks podcast with, uh, Justin Parsley, 
uh, we're going to be uh, known as the Smart Asses. And that's, uh, the podcast name is going to be like uh, the Smart Asses or Saturday Night Smart Asses, uh, where we just talk about wrestling. Um, just keep your eyes out for that. Uh, exactly. Um, so, uh, I've been a wrestling fan for years and years and years and years. I've sort of gone to and fro, get bored with it and stop watching it. The last time I got bored with it, I stopped watching it for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden I read something uh, online that was like, oh, CM Punk cuts a promo and um, and rips Vince McMahon a new one. I'm like, okay, ha, 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 yeah, it's a promo on fucking TV. It's clearly scripted. So I watched the video because I'm a fucking slave. And... Um, and they kind of captured my imagination. And, like, it was basically the scenario that has been told is that he was given a microphone and said, go out there and just vent your frustration because he was leaving the company anyways. So, like, maybe we can get something from it. So he went out there and vented his frustrations, and it, it was very real. As soon as he started calling out, like, because Hulk Hogan, I think, was with uh, TNA at the time, he called out Hulk Hogan. Um and said something akin to about John Cena being a bigger, uh, the best, uh, what was it? He's as good at kissing Vince McMahon's ass as Hulk Hogan was. And I was like, oh, I, I, I sat up straight. I was like, oh, shit, okay. This is some real shit going on here. And they start name dropping like uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and all this stuff. I'm like, holy fuck, okay, what's going on here? So then I started watching from that point on. Recently, I got bored again. Uh, a lot of the wrestlers I enjoy kind of I don't feel like get used properly and don't get a lot of good screen time or any good anything. And then suddenly, just this past week on Raw, they had an air to vignette for a wrestler who's been gone for like the past six, eight months or something like that. Uh, Bray Wyatt, one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> a chubby bearded man. I wonder why he is my favorite. Um... <laughs> So he goes back with this thing called Firefly Funhouse, where basically he's a, a host of a children's show, uh, but there's like this like creepy, culty vibe to it, and he's like basically destroying his past evil ways, quote unquote, and embracing this new, better way. I, but for some reason, like, there's nothing really more to the promo than that, right? Like you, yeah. you watch the video, like nothing more really to it. Uh, some like hints towards his past characters and stuff or the past character but um, I have not been able to fucking stop thinking about it this entire week like it has been in my head and I'm just like I wonder what they're gonna do next and that's all I can think like what if they do this and uh, it's the first time I've been excited about anything wrestling and Michelle doesn't give a shit I know you don't but (laughs) this is our podcast and you have to listen to some shit that you don't care about (laughs) oh no that's fine I mean, it is, it's entertaining. And I, I used to watch uh, wrestling up until I was probably 15 or so. Uh, pretty consistently, my dad watched all the pay-per-views. We had people over. It was a consistent thing in the house. Um, when you were 15, that would have been about the time, like, the Attitude Era ended. Yeah, it was about when Cena and all yeah, those started, started coming in. The ruthless was, aggression era. It's about, about where I bailed. Um, I, I was, a lot of people bailed, honestly. <laughs> Like, no more old women giving birth to hands? Fuck this. I was working on affecting the teen pregnancy rate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which seemed more important at the time. <laughs> so we have you to blame for the teen mom. Aww. Uh, but anywho, sorry, Raylan. Um, we love you. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looked Bray Wyatt's uh, from from when I've looked and watched any of it. He's he seemed like one of the more charismatic, interesting characters that I've seen when I've perused and and seen some things on wrestling. And I mean, even in this, he's he's charismatic enough to pull off this kind of like your children's your... TV show type idea. And he, with how gravelly his voice is and stuff, it gives that sense of like. He could lose his shit at any moment, which is entertaining. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, because as and, you pointed out, I mean, wrestling is generally two crazy people smacking each other, smacking each other in a soap opera type format, uh, which is it's fine. I mean, it's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's exactly what it is with with some athleticism involved. Uh, quite a bit of athleticism. Quite a bit of that. Yeah. No. No. Quite a bit of athleticism. Yeah, a lot of it's just good pain tolerance, which might be drug related for some of them, but. Not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just throw that out there. But, but no, I, I definitely respect, you know, the athlete. I mean, it, as a 245-pound guy, like, some of those guys are 280 and they're doing backflips off of board. I, you got to have some skill to do that. And especially not to harm each other too badly and perform, perform those safely. But, yeah, I mean, he's just charismatic enough, I think, to pull it off where it's interesting. I mean... A lot of those shows, like if you go back and watch Pee Wee and, and some of that stuff, I mean, they all have a hint of something slightly sinister, sinister to it. And that was always what I think That's exactly sold what it does, for right? the adults. But also, the children were like, oh, this is fun and silly. But the adults were like, these guys are on acid. So yeah. <laughs> it, made, it made some uh, interesting dialogue. And, and, and I think it had that same kind of, it had a good good vibe for it. I think I mean. that's what grasped me so much is because like, like other ones, like there's something slightly sinister about like Pee Wee's Playhouse. He's, he's not, he's not an unimposing figure like, like Rogers or something. Like he's a big, you can tell he's a burly the, man. Even in the like sweater vest, he's a big burly man who's got this gravelly deep voice and you can tell he could. And it's also because like Obviously. knowing the character as we've got to know him over the years, um, uh, we know like what the character is capable of. Mm-hmm. So seeing him in this light, you're like, and you the feeling that sinister tone, like oh they could lean into this heavy, yeah, and that it's, that makes it more interesting because you're like they can go where like Pee Wee's Playhouse couldn't go, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the other thing is like you know at some point he's gonna lose the act. I mean I think that's the whole set is like he's trying to be good, he's trying to he's gonna keep lose his demeanor, his shit. and then at some point I do think that because at a certain point he holds up his hands and his gloves say hurt and heal. Yeah, I think that comes into play eventually. And, yeah, and maybe he'll have the split of and he know. clearly hears voices. Yeah, so it'll be an entertain. I mean, it's entertaining. Like I legit, like I, I'm looking forward to watching wrestling on Monday now, and I haven't, I have not watched Monday Night Raw in like two years. Because I, I've just gotten terribly, terribly bored with it. Um, and I also just don't have time because i got too much shit going on. Um, but, uh... Yeah. So did you watch the new uh, Swamp Thing? I did. Watch the new uh, teaser. I guess not really a trailer. Uh, it's a teaser for uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, I, the look of... I mean, <laughs> there's nothing to really review about it because it's just... Um, the shot of a swamp, and then swamp thing comes yeah, out. My, uh, wife was like, "Is uh, is he the bad guy?" And I'm like, "No, not really. He's he's. I mean, it was like as far as I've ever seen, he's you know the he's the guardian of the green and things of that nature." I think at a certain point, like, he is 
thought of kind as of a, a villain. sinister creature in the swamp. And it's also like, and if you go back, I think it's in the Alan Moore tickets whenever he was kind of redefined. I was saying, it's like, depending on which version they do. But they did that, it, it, that became more of like, he thought he, I can't remember the doctor's name, but he thought that he was this doctor this mm-hmm. entire time and he's been turned into this thing. As it turns out, he's this creature who's been given the memories of this doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's a just a tragic fucking story that I really spoiled for you, I think. Um, <laughs> but it's also like... Um, Ninja Vanish. Uh, but that was like... Uh, I think the show's going to be good. Now, it's got some like kind of drama behind the scenes. Yeah. Because Warner Brothers is getting ready to start up their own streaming service. So like the DC app, they don't know exactly what's going to happen with it. They don't know if it's going to be absorbed into it. Or still remain its own thing. So that it was supposed to be 13 episodes. That's what they told the writers. That's what they told all the cast and crew and everybody. There's 13 episodes. So you have to tell this story in this season at 13 episodes. Now they've gone and told them, alright, you actually have to end the story at 10 episodes. So they've cut the season from even being a season to basically being a miniseries. Mm-hmm. And cut it by 3 episodes. And task the writers with finding a way to end it. Warner Brothers, man. They just like to fuck shit up. Like, hey, DC, who's the character we can fuck up? You know what? Disney should buy them. <laughs> I, I mean, they're already, they've got enough power. Like, just go ahead and hand them it. Right? Yeah, just like, give it to them. Just like, give them Google. Give them, give them everything. Disney. It'll be, take over. Yeah, Disney. The Disney Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I was wondering too because I saw something with uh, Matt Ryan. They're working on a new series, I guess, for Constantine with him. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if he was going to be part in, in, in Swamp Thing because that's where he initially started. Yes. Was in Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Can I say though, I'm so happy that they kept Matt Ryan. Yeah. And whenever they brought him. Yeah. First of all, when they brought him into Arrow, I was like, even though that season yeah. sucked. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. Uh, but his episodes were like the highlight. Yeah. I was just like, yay! It, it me because like even, even him in that, his writing was like toned down so bad from the show. Just because like I kind of get I, it. Yeah, I mean for the for the main audience, but I just you know it had a thirty year run. It was the longest running series in DC for a while. Um, of the Vertigo title and everything. Yeah. And so, obviously, there's a huge fan base out there for it. Of the comics that are really pretty dark uh, and horror-themed, and so for them... And he's, you know, all over the place with his uh, religious usage, and they always kind of make him, like... like the shoot runes like, people. The, the Catholic warrior type of... like. Here, let me put this cross on you. Like Van, Van Helsing type character. Hey, now, do you think the show, the Constantine was, show, yeah. did a better job oh, yeah. of representing him yeah, as for like, what he is? You know, at one point, he's like chanting in a circle covered in blood. And I'm like, yeah, just <laughs> let his satanic majesty do his thing. They, but they, it was like him jumping around and he was a little bit more snarky. He was a little more dark. But, but they introduced him into Arrow and I was like, all right, cool. He, then he's yeah. in this universe. I'm so happy with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole season was really lackluster because let's face it, Magic is unnecessary in Arrow. Yeah. Uh, but then he crossed over into Guardian or Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's telling. Uh, but into Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, 
And I was like, okay, cool. They're going to bring him into it. And uh, he's in a few episodes. He's on this new season. He's in, I haven't watched any of this new season. I haven't, I haven't watched any of the Flash, Arrow, and even for this season. I haven't even caught up on Supergirl from last season or um, uh, what's the other one? There's four. Black Lightning. Oh, I think actually Supergirl's the only one I have watched. I don't want Black Lightning. I got time for that. He's not even. He's not even in the universe. Yeah, no. He's on the same channel in the same like fucking week. You know what I mean? Like he's in yeah. the like it's one every day, and then they're like, but he's not in the universe. I'm like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> I don't want that shit then. Yeah. And uh, while we're at on this, uh, Arrow ends next season. Yeah. Ten episodes. Hmm. It'll start up it's back up in September and end with the gigantic crossover, which sort of spoils that he's going to die mm-hmm. in the crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Anywho, Glass, what do you think of that? Um, I liked it. I did too. That's a good transition, right? Totally. Segway. So hey, Glass. <laughs> like you like it's translucent. What you didn't see is I just cut my arm. With yeah. a piece of glass. He was looking out of a closet window. And yeah, the rare closet window. The rarely Do you observed... mean a door? No. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean a window. I meant the closet window. I'm looking into the bathroom. Uh. <laughs> We're the worst at this. Yeah. <laughs> Segways. I was telling my buddy about it. Segways. I asked like, my I was at the store. No, you weren't. Do the fucking gym. That's the thing. I'm talking about the You weren't do the gym. I don't do segways. <laughs> I do like his... I haven't listened to his uh, People Pleaser one a lot lately. Um, it doesn't get old. Like I, I laugh every single time I listen to it. But his, my favorite thing is when he talks about it, he's like, this is a hard joke for as me as a white comedian to do. But here it goes. And he talks about like... Uh, <laughs> The fact that we pulled off slavery, it's kind of neat. Because <laughs> oh he talked to me, he's like, they're better at everything. Remember? Literally everything. I was racist for the black with that joke. It's <laughs> 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 just like, I, I so fucking enjoy that, that people pleaser uh, stand up special. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but, anyways, yeah, no, same way. So, Glass. Um, yeah. We just watched, I just watched Glass earlier today. Um, the trilogy ending to. Yeah, uh, Unbreakable Split. I really did enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, see, I was a little nervous because I heard a lot of bad reviews, but I, I generally like most M Night Shyamalan movies, even though they I generally usually, get bad reviews. I usually go in with real low expectations mm-hmm. in, lately to M Night Shyamalan movies, even though I think Split was a brilliant movie. Um, and I do think The Visit was a highly underrated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I still go in there with really low expectations because he makes more shit than he does gold. Um, this movie... Um, see, it's hard to... It's, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I was a little... Like, the uh, shtick for McAvoy's character, um, Crumb... Uh, yeah, Clarence, I believe, or maybe that was his father. That's uh, his father, Kevin. Kevin Wendell Crumb. Yeah, um, he uh, his character, like the the stick of him switching voices and whatnot, was a little more off putting in this one than it was in the previous. It to me felt more forced. Yeah, and I think it was because he was like he'd like switching like oh hey when like 
in the last one it had more time to really like let you would walk out of the room yeah and switch and you would hear a conversation between yeah well, it sounded like two distinct people yeah and then he'd come back in whereas this it was like and then he would almost like it was almost like a silly cartoon version of like getting bonked on the head and you jumping through a bunch of silly voices for a minute yeah which it wasn't done poorly. No. Because but it was just a little bit more uh, off. Unnecessary. Like, yeah, yeah. It was they didn't need to go through so many transitions. It almost wore out its welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I would go as far as say today but wore out its welcome. Yeah. But here's the thing, like this movie's like Bruce Willis does almost no performance. No. Samuel L. Jackson does quite literally no performance. For a good until, portion. Yeah, for a good portion of the movie. And then there's James McAvoy who does all the performances. <laughs> he does all the performances. Like he's all like, like he's Sarah Paulson for a few minutes. He should win. He should win an Academy Award for all. the I was laughing a little bit because Samuel L. Jackson's is keeping you know sitting in his wheelchair talking to him, and then McAvoy turns into the beast and he's like almost like right on his nose. And I wonder if like I was like. Did Samuel Jackson break character like how many times go, would you back the fuck up? <laughs> like, get out of my face. I want to see those like weird crazy ass. Um, I was like, I, just, I, I could see like, like But no. I will say McAvoy was the most enjoyable part of this movie. Yeah. And I mean, his his death, I mean, Misty cried. It, yeah, yeah, it, got, so, I mean, it legitimately got like, you, you, you get a little bit of that, like he was abused and all that stuff and he created these and characters And he starts to, to feel help. for the yeah. character more and more in this. Um, um, they get had the little kind of love meet up there at the end, and then he dies, which was interesting. And then, like, they gave Bruce Willis kind of a poor send off for his character. Like, right. he drowns in a puddle in the parking lot. I and know he didn't even get like a hey, <laughs> so come here, yeah, you know, or did, anything like. It's he like, didn't even get a goodbye. Boy just... got like ten soliloquies at the end of his death. <laughs> Bruce Willis died in a fucking puddle. Died in a puddle and got rolled over. And Samuel Jackson's got a... Got the next a... step would have been just one of those fucking guards pissing on him. <laughs> right. It's like we've seen this guy, like, legit, he's supposed to be the hero of the story. And then, and then just drowned in the puddle with no send-off. Now, I will say, like, I do think uh, Mr. Glass died in an appropriate way. Yeah. Like, his scheming ways finally got the best of him. Yeah. And then he got broken. Yeah. I thought that was pretty well done. Uh, yeah, Kevin dying, how he died. Yeah, it got me. It yeah. really did. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I really felt for him. Um, and then just Bruce it was Willis. nice seeing, like, his Bruce Willis' younger son watching him on the, the iPad of someone where he's bending the bars. And he's like, you can see he's, like, shaking a little bit. And then the uh, Mr. Glass's mother, like, holding his hand. Yeah. Was, was touching because, like, the uh, Sarah Paulson's character telling him, like, it's not I, real. It's, it's not, not real. Where like, when did you think your dad was a superhero? And you you put him up to this a little bit, and then he realized like, no, he did have something, and you could be proud of that fact again. Was and it was sweet. also, it, yeah, there was that. But like, they did a good job though. Like, part mostly through the movie, you're like, oh shit, are they really gonna do this? Are they gonna make it so it was just like all in their head? Yeah. Which technically Kevin's was, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they played it off almost where like he's he was like setting us up for a superhero movie, and he's like, you guys all believed it, didn't you? Like, which was kind that of felt nice like thing. a very Shyamalan thing to yeah, do. But and, then he flips it, and he's like, no, they are superheroes. They are superheroes, and, and they're gonna die in really pitiful ways. And there's a government organization keeping all the supers from being known. But also, what I heard is like he sets this up as like a universe. But he's not making any more of these. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. I was laughing because he goes, uh, they say the line like, 
we're the part of the universe now, or we're going to be part of it, like saying the whole universe has opened up to us, is what uh, Mr. Glass's mother said. And I was like, the MC universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like they think like if they share those videos, like, oh, oh, people will know it's real. Like, no, you it's can, Photoshop, create, you you know. can create that. Like, it's like any like CCTV camera camera or anything like that. There's like the, the honest trailer goes into you like when you're going through like uh, what like uh, the beast and what uh, Dunn's character mm-hmm. Dunn's doing is like, he's like, that's BCP. Well, that's definitely BCP. <laughs> That's still, oh, that's really BCP. It's like, it's just like, yeah. it, it, I'm like, yeah. Cocaine's it, a hell of a drug. Yeah, it's like, all this stuff can be like, just really explained away. It doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. like, superpowers. And, and, uh, I mean. So, like, it felt almost like which, an unsatisfying ending just yeah. because of that. And it was, it was nice, though, that they put it in a slightly realistic proportion, though. That it, you know, it's, it was, uh, a high end like him climbing up the walls and stuff but they put it into a level of believability where it's an extreme skill but it's possible to a certain extent yeah which was was good in the value because they do make you even go like is he just is he in a psychosis and able to do that because there are situations where people are in certain psychosis and can do you know things they can normally things. do yeah so I mean it's it's interesting, like you know, if he's put in the state where he truly believes it, this is adrenaline pump so high that he can produce, you know, exactly like lift the car kind of thing. So it was it was a nice that I think he they kept that line fairly decent for it to make you almost question. So I liked it, all right. I, mean, I I did I enjoyed it a lot, but it was if for it just felt underwhelming almost. I guess maybe I hyped it up more than I thought I did. <laughs> um. But I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was it was a pretty damn decent movie. Um, didn't deserve all the hate it got by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. Alright, so I was going to maybe finish this out since we're probably about two hours in. <laughs> yeah. With a, a Star Wars reference I, I've read here recently. Theory, you mean? That, yeah, yeah, theory. Um, that Ray is Luke's female clone from his hand was a theory that he is she is a skywalker but she's not born of them she was an experiment from the uh leftover of the order on the hand that was chopped off from luke she looks nothing like him well it doesn't have to or like a hand i was talking about the uh because in the novels they use luke's hand they clone him and then they clone a female uh, like basically clone a version but they changed the genetics a little bit and this is that version of that well I was saying they might be going down a similar route that, yeah, yeah, where, where she was an experiment of the order and they just dropped her off like yeah you know we'll, we might come back for you or something and then shit went awry um, where's Palpatine playing into it well it's sure because going with Palpatine, they were talking about uh, you know Palpatine technically created Anakin. Yeah, so he's so the start of the line. He's the start of the line, and then they were saying a way that Ray could be with Luke technically being celibate, not knowing he has a child, and we don't believe Leia had any others. That, as far as we know, that she could be a Skywalker. She's just a cloned experiment via the Empire or the Order. That could be. And I thought it's. Uh, I doubt they'll go that route, but it could be. It, again, I'm it depends all, on how Palpatine's worked in. I think I'm. I'm all about this like 
I don't think we need any more characters related. Yeah, no, I, I get in that. any sort of fashion, unless it's to Palpatine. Yeah, um, I, which I still prefer the she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Kind I of think thing. so too. I enjoy that idea, and I'd still like to see uh, Kylo Ren go over to the good and her go evil. That would be such a great dynamic, and so one great to see her, uh, Daisy Ridley play evil. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but uh, one thing I, I had heard recently, um, I can't remember where I read it. I think, I think it had to be like Fat Man on Batman. It had to be that. Um, they talked about it, the title, and at first it's like, and it might have been on the battle one. It doesn't matter. Um, they're talking about like, because I, I wasn't a fan of the title. I, I was like, this needs a little on the nose. Yeah. Um, and like, it's almost like going out with a whimper with all the titles being what they were. Um, but then they said something like, what if, because the last movie was called The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. What if Luke was The Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Now, everybody that Ray trains, she calls them Skywalkers instead. Yeah, and that could, and that's the rise of the sky, the rise of Skywalker instead of Jedi. It's a Skywalker. I don't, I doubt they'll play into that. I think it'll be more so them on this idea of they're closing out a nine movie saga, and it's essentially the Skywalker's story, um, from Anakin to Luke to whoever. Do we see Anakin? I think we might, um, and. One of the other things, like, they talked about, because, obviously, um, uh, Luke's reprising his role. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, thank you. Uh, Mark Hamill's reprising uh, his role as Luke in this. He's been in it, and they were like, well, he's probably Force Ghost, assuming. And then, then someone was like, what if he does our, he has a clone from his hand, and there's another Luke out there, and it's the real Luke, or that he doesn't know he's Luke, or Palpatine even cloned a Luke in order to put his spirit into, or something along those lines, which could be interesting too, um, because Hamill plays a great villain. Yeah. Anyways, so it'd be cool to see like I do Palpatine think, be a, which they, Ian McDermott's in it, so yeah. There's no reason to really do but that. I do also think there's a problem with like. Overcomplicated, like, yeah. No, I get you. The, re- the clone of clones, and then, re- yeah, kind of but stuff. also, if they were to go with the whole Skywalker instead of Jedi thing, that mm-hmm. yeah, because a big argument people have talked about online is that if Palpatine's alive, it negates Anakin's scat- sacrifice and thus his turn. Yeah, uh, it makes everything he did mean nothing. So, what if Palpatine's alive for however, whatever reason, mm-hmm. however he is? But then to re to reclaim the proud name of Skywalker, mm-hmm. it is now what people want to be. They want to be a Skywalker. They don't equate it with Darth Vader mm-hmm. anymore. They equate it with good yeah. people. And and it could be the case. Um, I just I don't think we're gonna see her training anyone like that no I don't think we'll see her train anybody and I think at the end Um, of the movie we see but I think I think there has to be some sort of Skywalker involvement for this last which we know oh well yeah we know Leia's 
still got a few scenes that look like. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure how they're going to get rid of her on this because she can't make it throughout the entire movie. No. They don't have enough to do that. Yeah. And so, he said, I already said they won't digitize her in yeah. the movie. So I don't know how they'll next necessarily play that out. Um, and like I said, you could consider, um, you could easily consider uh, Kylo the last Skywalker um, because he is of the Skywalker lineage. He's just been solo is his name. But um, he is the grandson of Anakin. So, um, you know, him doing some heroic feat and then attributing it to the Skywalker name or whatever also could, could work. Um, but it's got to, it's got to have some, I think, overarching tie to the Skywalker line. And I mean, obviously we, we've talked about Ray's heritage a lot and I don't, I don't necessarily want her to be a Skywalker, but it. Does seem to like it's gonna lean that way. It seems like the most fitting. But why are they all? Because it looks like Finn, Poe, and Ray are all going to the remains of the Death Star Mm -hmm. for some reason. Yeah. Why? And it might be too uh, the same reason Palpatine is able to stay alive. They might be re uh, finding Anakin's corpse, or maybe. Kylo, if he sees that Palpatine's alive, goes to find the remains of uh, Anakin and we get Darth Vader back in, too. Um, because in a suit, you don't have to have that. that. Right, absolutely. So they could easily bring, and I mean, that was probably one of the biggest selling points of Rogue One, was that him seeing oh Darth Vader. It was magic. And you could easily CGI. The rest of that movie wasn't. Like, it was fine. It was good. Yeah, but, but the last few minutes, everyone was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, God. So, I, I think if you got a Force Ghost, uh, Luke, and uh, Obi-Wan, or, uh, and maybe even Qui-Gon, and Yoda standing there, and you get Anakin, and a Ben, and against Palpatine or something... That'd be a pretty awesome send-off, really. Yeah. Um, for the series. But I think you got to have some sort of culmination of all of it. It's the thing. Like, I hate to bring a lot of people back from the dead kind of a thing. Yeah, you can't really do a lot of that. I don't... I but see, I, Darth Vader is such a big selling point of the entire series. That I, don't, I, see, I don't think they'll bring <coughs> Darth Vader back. Because um, they're setting up Kylo. Yeah. As essentially a new Vader. Vader. So if you bring Vader in, it's like, ah, well, this one couldn't do it. Even yeah. if they make him good, it still makes him look weak. Yeah. Um, so I don't see them doing that. Well, it's like, yeah, that they, man, be... fucking Palpatine really, like, it it's a wild in. card. Like, yeah. It depends on. It's like, how the fuck is he alive? Yeah. Well, and all we see is his body thrown. We don't see what happens. We don't see what happens. But we see the power surge. Yeah. So we assume he blew it up, but, and I know the, the novels aren't necessarily true to, to Depends, it, in a way. Certain ones aren't, yeah, certain ones yeah. aren't. But in those contexts, I mean, he could kill the whole life of a planet with his force lightning with how strong he was. Yeah. So, I mean, it's him just trying to stop himself might have blown up the Death Star, but he still stays, you know, he stays alive in some way. You know, they, in the initial story to keep him dead because he keeps cloning himself it takes after they kill him it takes every single Jedi who's ever dead spirit to hold him in the afterlife do we see Mace Windu in this? I doubt it 
I think it's weird that Qui Gon. Do you think it's weird that, that, that Spider Man is a, f- a fan of uh, Star Wars, but he doesn't recognize that Nick Fury is nice one, dude? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do think. I, I saw. Uh, I sent you that picture the other day. It was like, um, Spider Man talking to Loki. He's like, "Can I? Can I have this?" And he's like, "Did you ask Thor?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he said, "What did he say?" He said, "He said no." He's like, "Well, then why'd you come ask me?" He's like, "Cause." You're not. He's not your boss. He's like, this is a trap. This is a trap. This is a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Um, no, I think. Um, yeah, it'd be really cool to see Qui Gon because we didn't get that Force Ghost. Uh, I need that Force Ghost. <laughs> Did the podcast go? Did it have an error? <laughs> that tinnitus is normal. Cup your hand and smack the back of your head. Not you, either. Uh, All right. Um, but yeah. So yeah, Star Wars is coming out. Yep, it's doing that thing. Like I, th- like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, it's like I'm probably not gonna be excited about another Star Wars because the last Jedi was kind of like a letdown. But then I, they, I didn't hate the last. I didn't Jedi. hate it, but it was it was. Uh, I know a lot of people was like one or the other, either loved it or hated it, kind of thing. I was in the middle. I enjoyed it. I, I was I on. It, I was but... on like the seventy percent decent, sixty six. Yeah, somewhere in there. But it's like, and then it was like, uh, I was like, ah, I probably won't be that excited then because it seems like they kind of worn out their welcome most. And then the trailer, I'm like, oh, it's, really it's like good. all the then... cool stuff I want to watch is like from the Clone Wars or Rebel Star Wars uh, Rebels. But that then, they're like, not gonna do in the movies. <laughs> but like as soon as like they you hear the Palpatine like, like so when's the movie coming yeah, out? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't interested until I heard the Palpatine. And I was like, all right, well, let's see what's going on here. Uh, so I think uh, that does it for this episode of what were we talking about? Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for Motley Nerd. And make sure to check us out on officialwhynotstudios.com and follow us on Facebook. That's right. So uh, until next time, guys. I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What were we talking about?